Welcome to Are We There Yet? An Exploration and Education in Anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime rat king. Rat king. Mm, I hate it. My tails are tied. I hate rat king so much. <laughs> My oh. tails are tied together and I'm just rolling around through the subway system in New York looking for that pizza. Mm, no, no, thank you. Can't can't go with you on this journey. <laughs> no, not this bit. Not this fun. Wrong. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, in college, uh, Rat Kings were introduced to me as uh, uh, Bloodborne was being played. Uh, so just like the most visceral. Nope. Nope. No, no, <laughs> nope. And that just has stuck with me forever. So <laughs> whenever it comes up, I'm just like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Got a Google Bloodborne Rat King. <laughs> Add that to my search terms that I'll eventually have to delete. I will warn you now, if anyone sends me anything, I will immediately block you and <laughs> leave this call. So that's how serious I am. Gotcha. <laughs> that's I most nasty boy. Yeah, it ain't mm-hmm. fun. Uh, I mostly picked it because he's the antagonist in The Nutcracker, which is a ballet, which is about <laughs> as much as I know about this show. It's a mouse is- king, but okay. I thought it was a rat king. It's a mouse uh, king. It depends on your interpretation where you see it. Yeah. I've seen it, rat king. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the one I've always known. Well? That's the one near and dear to my little rat heart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how how does that tie into this show? Let me tell I say you. tentatively. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my birthday episode, which means I get to pick the show. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank um <laughs> we just all lost a few brain cells there. thank you um but so i picked princess tutu Ooh. which uh is an old anime. it's not that old it's in the 2000s but it's an <laughs> anime i watched in middle school when i was like dabbling <laughs> just testing the waters <laughs> of anime yeah oh interesting i know mm-hmm. nothing about it Oh, how exciting. Yeah, me either. I oh. assume there's ballet. There sure is. <laughs> be weird if they had a show called Princess Tutu and it's about underground street fighting with robots. Yeah, this is that shot put anime we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someday. We'll get there. We'll we'll be thirsty enough for any sports at some point. Shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Shoot your shot. That's in the title. Wow. <laughs> this is episode 200 of Are We Burial. We're making a legitimate anime this time. <laughs> we're sending the funding it, is in. We're sending it to the to the well, a production studio. Yeah. <laughs> we got people working on it already. We got the drafts in. Yep. Surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shall we hop on in? Yeah, there's not much else to say. We're watching the first three episodes. Gotta do your stretches. Gotta get warmed up. Get all limber. Position. <laughs> oh, my back. I'm down. Bye. <laughs>
Hey Dana. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> why? Why? This is this is your rudimentary run of the mill magical girl anime. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, mm, 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 but why though? Uh, this this mill is awfully funny looking. I don't know. It might be running at this mill. But this is a weird mill. <laughs> this dream time mill that turns ca- uh, jelly beans into uh, confetti. Yeah, this ain't like that over the garden wall mill where it's just like monsters and black egg ore like pouring out. This is like <laughs> Dr. Seuss mill. Yeah, well, it's where I live, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> welcome to my home. Yeah, welcome in. Wipe your feet. I had a great time, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> welcome to my twisted mind. <laughs> I'm ready. I, I love I love these weird, weird, terrible folks. <laughs> I just imagine, like, a disturbed music video. It's like, welcome to my twisted nightmare circus. And then it's just this. Like, it's just in it. It's like, oh, this ain't bad. Like, it's weird. This ain't bad, though. Like, I'm into What it. if a duck was horny? <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Dorny. Mm. <laughs> just get ready. It's going to be a lot. Let's talk. Let's so, get into it. Episode one. We have like a narrator and she is saying that there was a man who wrote fairy tales and he died. And when he died, he was in the process of writing a story about a prince that fought a raven. And because he died and the story wasn't finished, the prince and the raven fought for like ever. And the raven was like, I'm tired of this, grandpa. So he left the storybook and the prince was like, oh, no. I have to follow the raven so it doesn't do anything crazy in the real world. So Got the it. prince uh yeah, the prince <laughs> followed him and then in order to like keep the raven at bay, he locked away his heart. Who knows how that worked, but <laughs> it's uh it's what he did. It's what you do. Yeah. Um so yeah, and then we get the opening and I love the opening. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> get away from it. Don't touch me. Yeah, I love a two-minute opening. <laughs> it's just like the quietest. Like I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy they went with like the very ballet opening versus like a very glitter force type of anime where it's like magical girls, pa 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 pa. Like you'd be like, what? This is a totally different tone of the show. Like, so I'm glad they kind of went with that. Yeah, this show has a tone and it sticks to it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the tone is uh, weird as hell. <laughs> It's uh, public domain nuts. music and stories. <laughs> yep. Um, so we're in a mysterious forest, and Ooh. there's a duck in a pond, and she's watching a handsome prince dance, and she wants to dance with the prince, but she's just a duck. Hmm. Aww. Uh, and she wants to see him smile because he always seems so sad. Um, and then she hears a voice talking to her, and he's like, you care about him, don't you? And then she sees a big spooky man. Ah! <laughs> Got them crazy hypnotized eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she wakes up, and it's the main character. Her name is Duck, and I have a bone to pick with this. <laughs> Problem one. Because mm-hmm. because in the Japanese, her name is Ahiru, which like means duck. So, like I guess... Right. But, like, it's also her name. So, like, wouldn't they just call her a hero in the English? You know? That's that's up to the discretion of the localizing four kids team that mm. clearly did this show. <laughs> yeah, this, 
this early 2000s uh, dub is very clearly of the, yeah, they'll get it. <laughs> I am always curious because, yeah, that is a good point. There are some animes where they localize and they keep the original Japanese name. Mm-hmm. And then there are some where it's just like, ah, your name's Brett now. Why? <laughs> yeah. But so her name is Duck. That's what we'll call her. It's easy. Um, and she's singing a cute little morning song to the tune of uh, one of some of the music from the Nutcracker, which is cute. Um, and then she opens the window and a bunch of birds fly in. <laughs> it's got a chuckle out of me. Just absolutely <laughs> annihilate her. <laughs> um, morning birds, fuck you. <laughs> Um, and, uh, she feeds them and she like talks to them like they're friends and she's like, oh, canary mom, your, your babies leave the nest soon, don't they? And she just talks to all of them. Um, and she says she has a nice, she had a nice dream, even though she was a duck, which sucked. (laughs) I feel like she says, I feel like she says that a lot. Like she's always like, this sucks. And I'm like, geez. (laughs) God, existence is a nightmare. (laughs) I've seen that video of a duck eating a bowl of peas out of water. It seemed pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, she was a duck. Uh, but Muto uh, was the prince, which was nice. So Muto is um, a boy that also goes to the school. She calls him Senior Muto in the English dub, which is also kind of funky because I'm sure it's just senpai. I kept hearing it yeah. as like senor. This was this was weird <laughs> translation choices because I feel like nowadays if they say like in like in Oran High School Host Club they say senpai, mm-hmm. so like I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're trying to go like, oh, he's like an upperclassman, he's yeah. a senior, quote unquote. But like, you still don't be like, hello, uh, sophomore Dana, hello, yeah. <laughs> uh, freshman, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. But so then she hears the clock chime and she's like, oh, I'm going to be late for class. And she's like freaking out and running away, yelling at her classmates for not waking her up. But then we see that they were still in their rooms because it's only six in the morning. Silly duck. Huh. Aww. Uh-huh. That's the kind of kooky, quirky main character we have. Yep. Um, and she's running to class and she's just thinking about Muto and she... She says I wish she would give her life to dance a pas de deux with him, which yeah. is a bit extreme, but okay. <laughs> she says it a few times. I was like, you gotta chill, Doug. You don't even know him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like to say before we get too much deeper, the, the pitch in which so many of these characters speak yeah. is borderline chipmunk and just so hard to listen to. I have a little like mixing board I run my audio through. I had to turn the bass all the way up just to listen to this because it's just so high-pitched. Sure and is. so many characters just shrieking about boys in super high-pitched voice. Ooh. I was like, I, I can't. My head's going to explode. Your dog Welcome is just running around the apartment school. freaking out. <laughs> Um, so she gets to class and she's like, sorry, I'm late. But then there's no one there because she's super early. But Muto is there. Mm. And he's just rehearsing on his own. Uh, and she watches in awe. And he eventually sees her and she gets super embarrassed and she like trips over her feet. But he reaches down and catches her. And she stares into his beautiful, lonely eyes. <gasps> Those beautiful <sighs> eyes. Uh, and she freaks out again and, like, rambles. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so weird. And then Muto's like, I do not think that. 
<laughs> I do not think anything. I am <laughs> dead inside. I have zero feelings and zero thoughts. Head empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neutral. <laughs> um, and then, oh boy, Fakir shows up. This absolute shit dick. <laughs> Oh boy, he's just a broody dude, and he comes in, and he's like, Muto, you left the dorm without telling me, and that's not allowed. We're leaving. And then Muto's like, my foot hurts. And then he's like, oh my god, did you hurt your foot helping this little useless piece of garbage? And she's just like, that's not... Yo, what? That's not nice. Bruh. Uh, but they leave. Um, They have a Dom relationship. It's not addressed at this point in the show, but uh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's some uh, Dom sub stuff going on in like everyday role play. Yeah, which is terrible because they're middle schoolers. (laughs) Yes. I I mean, for this show, it's pretty (laughs) horny anyway. I kept hearing Muto's name is uh, Muto for like Yukimoto. And I kept thinking of uh, this guy's Pakora. And then the dark-haired ones, Yami Bokora. My head was so... This was me in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so now it's actually class time, and her friends are teasing her for having a crush on Muto when he is already in a relationship with someone named Rue. And they're already like, Fakir is obviously the uh, superior male. And it's like... Um, <laughs> he's the Chad. <laughs> he's an asshole. But also they're right. Anyway. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and then the teacher shows up and he's a cat and Duck is like the only one that questions it. And she's like, cat? And everyone else is like, that's Mr. Cat. I, I wrote down, oh, hello, Mr. Cat. And then they said, that's Mr. Cat. I was like, oh, I was right. <laughs> First character I got Please, right. Mr. Cat was my father. Um, and then he Call tells everybody. <laughs> he tells everybody to quiet down. And if they don't, he will marry them. Which yeah. I completely Ugh. forgot about this whole yeah. thing. This running gag of his. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I do like, because we've seen enough cat people and cat boys and cat girls in anime, I do like that he's just this feral, disgusting old man. Like, they're not even trying to be <laughs> like, oh, he's an elegant dancer who teaches. It's like, no, this is a creepy old motherfucker who's just like yeah. licking himself constantly going, ah, da, 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 da. like, he's just gross. And I kind of love that. Refreshing change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then it's ballet time, and they're doing their, like, bar exercises, but Ducky's daydreaming about Muto, of course. Uh, And then the cat teacher goes up behind her and is like, you better focus or I'm gonna marry you. (laughs) It's such Um, a weird threat. It feels like uh, one of those creepy people who uh, quote-unquote joke about things, but they say it just... Just enough to be like, hey, you're really pushing for this, aren't you? Where's my hug? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, you, say, exactly. you say it to see if you can get away with it and if it leads to something. But if they get mad, it's a joke. Why are you upset? It's just a joke. Yes, mm. my dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> Schrodinger's fuckboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, they, they sit down and they're going to watch a performance from the special class. And Rue is in that class. Everybody else is wearing um, blue leotards, but she wears a red one. She's the only one that was named. She's special. She is. She's beautiful. Um, And then Duck gets sad thinking about Rue and Muto's relationship. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't apologize to him for hurting his foot. I better do that. Um, 
And then after class, she's like thinking out loud and she's like, oh, I should drop by by surprise, like surprise him. Um, And then she just runs off to the boy's dorm. Uh, She's not allowed in, but she wants to apologize. But she also like can't bring herself to go in. Ew, boys. Um, And then uh, Fakir shows up and tells her to move. Uh, She's like, I just I just want to know how Muto's foot is. And he's like, it's not serious. Goodbye. (laughs) And he closes the door in her face. Um, And then he goes to see Muto and he's like, does your foot hurt, babe? Muto (laughs) is like, it's funny because like Fakir is like, sometimes he's like very gentle with him. And he's like, is your foot okay? And then he's like, I don't know. And then he's like, you're such a fucking, he calls him a useless wretch. (laughs) (laughs) It... I, I felt he was coming off real strong in this first episode, but then after the other two episodes, I was like, eh, he's kind of right. <laughs> he's just like a paper <laughs> doll. He doesn't do anything ever and has no thoughts. I mean, yeah. there's plot reasons for that, but from what yeah. we see... You are a shell of a person and I have to keep you alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, don't, you don't experience hunger. I need to feed you by... I need to hand bottle feed you so you don't die. I need to mother bird you. <laughs> birds are a big theme in this show Um, so and then fakir is like see this is what happens when you help people so don't help people only listen to what i tell you okay and muto is just like all right um and then it's nighttime uh and duck still feels bad about hurting muto and still wonders about his lonely eyes uh (laughs) and she wants to help him again saying that she would give her life to like see him smile (laughs) um and then the night gets spooky and she sees uh out of the window she sees the shadow of the scary man from her dream but then when she goes outside he's not there um but he so this is drosselmeyer the man who wrote the story about the prince and the raven and he is like the in show narrator but then there's also like that out of show narrator (laughs) um but he interacts with the characters sometimes. But so he's like just watching, saying ominous stuff about the story starting. And then it's the next morning and Fakir is leaving Muto in the dorm. And he's like, hey, I'll bring some books fa- back for you, hun. But you can only read what I bring you. <laughs> so um, controlling. And then he calls him an idiot and leaves. <laughs> Bakken. Um, and then Duck is with her friends and they're like cheering her on as she talks about going to see Muto. Um, and then she notices that the canaries are leaving their nest and one of them looks like it's going to fall. And then Muto, what compelled him to do this? Who knows? (laughs) He opens the window and he stands on the windowsill and he's like watching the canaries do this. He's got no pants on. He is wearing a, a collared shirt, but no pants, like a small Victorian boy, but he's too tall for it. <laughs> um, and then a uh, crow or raven or whatever come comes and attacks the mama canary, and then the baby falls. So he falls forward to rescue it, but now Muto is going to die, which Drosselmeyer says. He's like, uh-oh, what now? You ever just jump out of a third-story window, fully porky pigging it to save a little bird? We've all been <laughs> That's there. That's my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> um, and then Duck is running to save him, and the old man is like, do you remember who you are? And she's like, yes, I do. I'm Princess Tutu. 
And then there's a magical girl transformation sequence, which is like super short and sweet. It's great. Yeah, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. Like, so much was going on already. Yeah. I didn't fully process that there was going to be a magical girl element. So this truly did surprise me. And I just went, oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> it's like a, uh, another layer. This first episode is really like, there's no exposition. They're just like, this is what it is. <laughs> Figure um, it out. Yep. <laughs> Good luck. Um, so she rescues him by like manifesting a field of lovely pink flowers and she's and uh her voice doesn't change when she's princess tutu but she talks more like eloquently and she's like i'm glad i could rescue you muto and he's like how do you know my name who are you and she's like uh bye and she leaves um just the whole scene of him not wearing pants (laughs) i can't (laughs) it's so insane um and then uh Drosselmeyer is like, yes, who indeed? You're just a duck. And then she runs off, and it turns out she was a duck the whole time. <laughs> oh, Whoa. no. And that's episode one. So concise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, easy to understand. Easy Rune to entry, follow. run of the mill. I mean, I picked Urara. I can't, I can't judge any other <laughs> show. So, like, just, like, the lighter because it, it's the show isn't like so insane like we've seen crazier batshit nonsense that makes no sense like panty is docking or something this is just like crazy enough where it's like huh mm-hmm. like it's crazy enough to pique my interest but not crazy enough for me to justify like oh it's just all artistic like no there's there's some logic in here and it's weird <laughs> yeah because like Clearly, the uh, audience is like uh, tween girls, and yeah. you could easily do half of the shit in this show and be like, "Okay, this is a great show for tweens." But then they're like, "Okay, we got ballet, we got magical girl, we got a storybook prince, we got ducks." <laughs> it's yeah, just three layers more of story. and more things. We got furries, <laughs> just <laughs> things unexplained and just thrown in to be like, "Okay, yeah, you got it right." Yeah, it is interesting, but it's just like, wow. It like I this is one of those where I can't tell if it was a manga first and they just copied it over, or if this is just someone's like fever dream and uh, where they fell asleep reading Mother Goose like nursery rhymes or Maybe it's both. It might be both. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll start with episode two. And it opens up with a very similar uh opening of like the a narrator telling like a story. Uh, but I think this one goes into more depth of the Prince and the Raven saying like the prince uh, captured the raven in his heart and then shattered his heart to stop it from getting out. And, like, the prince has to get pieces of his heart and... What was the line? And it says... It, they said it was making stories around town real. Which was definitely, like, the first clue for me, at least, of, like, oh, that's why there's just bonkers as shit everyone's okay with. Like, Mr. Cat and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. And it seems like Duck's the only one that really notices that stuff. Because she's one of the stories. Uh, so then we get the opening and then duck wakes up and is a duck she's back in her little duck form in the pond and then the crazy old man Drosselmeyer uh says he wrote the story of the prince and uh looking at moments i wrote senior muto Muto." the whole time i was like (laughs) senior muto makes more sense senior bonjour Uh, senior. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say bonjour for Listen, senior? Listen, 
I'm not making any more sense than this show is. I'm I'm not putting <laughs> in the effort. Just jumble in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> it's foreign. That's how you know it's foreign. <laughs> and, uh, and he's saying that uh, Muto and uh, is the prince, and that the raven's after him, or he's stealing away the raven, and Princess Tutu has to fix his heart. And then talks to her, explaining the whole situation of like, I made you, you're a duck, but I made you into a girl who then got made into Princess Tutu. It's just like, oh boy, here we go. It's, it's got layers. It's, <laughs> it doesn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he says, uh, if she says or does anything resembling a duck, that's what changed her back into a duck. So at the end of the last episode, I think she got flustered when he, she talked to him and said quack and then ran off and then turned into a duck because mm-hmm. she quacked. So. Uh, then uh, we see her, uh, she falls into a pond, and then that's what transforms her back into a girl. Is I don't know if it's a, like a pond or a lake or body water necessarily, or just any kind of water. It's any water. Any water, okay. Um, yeah, so she turns into a girl, she's in the pond, and then we see Ada? Ida? Uh, Adele. Adele. Adel. Adel. Adelgard. Um, we see... Uh, huh? It, huh? <laughs> it's just this mystical storytelling clown lady who just shows up with a an organ grinder and just starts playing a little song and telling her like speaking in riddles you know the mystical guide for the protagonist it's just like why not why the fuck not <laughs> we're at this point it's not the weirdest thing we've seen so far yeah it's just her design is kind of like this is odd but otherwise it's like all right she's fine uh and then duck is just running around yelling until she see she like <laughs> She's just very blissfully in her own world, kind of just stumbling around. I forget even what she was saying, but it was just kind of nonsense, but it was just very loud. And I'm just like, all right, all right, why not, Doc? You just do you. you have, <laughs> you're having fun. That's what matters. And she sees uh, Muto reading on the hill. She's like, ooh. She like hides behind a statue, trying like talking to herself. Like, I got to talk to him. I got to apologize for his leg. I still never did that. It's like, oh, but if I talk to him, I get nervous. And, all. and she's like, going back and forth with herself for a bit. Uh, but eventually she goes up to him and talks to him. And uh, she's trying to talk to him. It's very clear. She's very flustered. She's like, oh, are you reading a book? It turns out he's like, of course he's reading a book. What else would he be doing here? It's like, oh, do you like that book? Why would he be reading if he doesn't like it? And just like, you know, doing quick asides of bashing herself. And then uh, Empty Thought Muto just like, no, I don't know if I like this book. But I'm going to keep reading. It's like, that's a, all right. <laughs> just just go with whatever's currently in your your vicinity. Have no other agency. <laughs> Muto, that's a blank notebook. You you can't read that. <laughs> oh, I haven't noticed. I'm on page 74. What? How, how long? What? It's a bit dull so far. But yeah, <laughs> it's empty. But Fakir said it's the only thing I can read. And I do whatever daddy says. <laughs> Muto, I don't know if you can read. <laughs> and uh, while talking to him, an anteater shows up. Because why not? Um, I do, <laughs> I do like it's just as random as an anteater. It's not another cat person or like a bunny girl or any other the other beast stars we've seen. Like it's <laughs> something weird, like an anteater. Um, and she sits na- next, uh, sits down next to Muto, uh, kind of asking him like, "Oh, well, your partner's with uh, Miss Rue, so you're gonna be dancing with her because you love her, right?" He's like, "Ah, uh, she's fine. I got no real hard feelings about anything." She's like, well, if 
if you think she's just all right, maybe you'll be partners with me instead. It's like, yeah, okay. I ain't got no problems with that. And she's like, done. We're in. See ya. And uh, that whole time, Duck's freaking out. I'm like, oh no. Uh, Eater Rena, which is her actual name. It's a good name. It's a great name. Beautiful. It's a solid. I love it. It was my grandmother's name. Very and, traditional. <laughs> and she's freaking out the whole time, seeing like, oh no, Mewtwo's being stolen away by another girl. Mewtwo. Mewtwo. <laughs> We've made it. Listen, it's getting worse. Like, we knew this was going to happen. And she's like, he's going to get stolen away by another girl. I got to go tell Rue. And she runs off. Um, but while she's like freaking out, she quacks and then transforms into a duck again. Uh, so when she finds Rue, she's just a duck freaking out. Rue's just like, oh, cute duck. Moving <laughs> on. And so Duck uh, finds like a, the school fountain and jumps in there. And she's like, great, I'm back to being a girl. Let me go talk to her. Whoop, naked. Let me, you know, run back into a bush. Quack. Turns into a duck. Gets her clothes. Runs back to the water. Jumps in that. Jumps back into her clothes. I'm just like, that's... Just a lot of energy. It all makes perfect sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Just a lot of energy in this scene. I'm just like, we gotta calm down. I'm too old. Yeah, there is too much nudity in this show about middle schoolers. I will say, to be fair, they don't like, they don't uh, glorify it. Because I've definitely seen shows where it's like, they'll show like a middle school or high school st- uh, student like bathing or something, and they put a lot of fucking detail and attention into it. And it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've watched it before, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, where it's, like, it's, uh, two younger characters. They put a lot of detail into some of those scenes, and it's mm. super, super uncomfortable. This is just, like, she's a Betty Spaghetti figure. Like, she's just blank. <laughs> There's nothing there. Yeah, that's true. So I'm like, at least they're not, like, glorifying it. Like, ooh, look at her naked. It's like, no, it's, you know. They're not doing it for the boys, which is what a lot of animes do. So it's like this is aimed, the show's aimed for girls, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, we just also see Muto's butt at some point. I can't yeah. remember where. And yeah. it's just Again, like it's made okay. for girls, so <laughs> yeah. Of course, we see Muto's butt. Got those soft, dimpled cheeks hanging out from his collar up. shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> this boy's Porky picking it a lot. He's a dumb, naked idiot. <laughs> It makes him feel free. <laughs> Just feeling the breeze under his <laughs> undercarriage. Anyway. No. <laughs> Y'all, we just got to talk about how it's middle schoolers. <laughs> anyway, she transforms back, runs up to uh, Rue, and, uh, all right, I'm lost my notes now. Uh, she shows up, uh, Rue shows up uh, while uh, Auntie Tarina is carrying off Mewtwo. Um and I'm just leaning into that now. That's uh, fine. Saying like, haha, looks like I'm the winner this time. And he's just like, all right, cool. Peace. Like, just, I have no issues with this whatsoever. I'm also empty headed. But I think it's just she had no, she wasn't worried at all because it wasn't a challenge. She's just like, good luck. Good luck with this dumb idiot. <laughs> and uh, she turns to Duck and it's like, oh, thanks for trying though. That was sweet of you. She's like, oh, sweet of me. Oh my. Rue. Hello. Do we kiss now? <laughs> Can we kiss now? You're very pretty. You remind me of Giselle from the Pokemon anime. That's what I was looking up earlier when I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, then we uh, get to... Oh, then... I'm not even going to try his name. Sundari Boy talks to Mewtwo. That's fine. Uh, 
uh, Mew and talks to Mewtwo, saying uh, he's an idiot for not even considering Rue's feelings. He's like, how dare you not even think of that? He's like, I don't think of anything. Why would I bother? He's like, yeah, that's fair. And then <laughs> next day in dance class, we see Mr. Katz assigning people to the special class, the five girls we saw in the previous episode. And, you know, it's based off skill. They're the best dancers, so you got to be the best to get in there. And they're going to do evaluations. So Auntie Arena says, ah, then it looks like someone's going to have to drop out of that class because I'm definitely going to get into the special class. It's like this boss bitch anteater i kind of love her <laughs> she's taking initiative yeah i don't, I don't hate it <laughs> and it's also just an anteater which never is not funny to me <laughs> uh and yeah so she says they'll have to make room for her and she'll prove it by dancing with her new partner partner mewtwo so everyone's like oh, they're gonna dance together he's like yeah okay i have no concerns with anything ever <laughs> so they start dancing and Duck says, like, they're dancing, and it's good, but there's no joy. There's no love of the dance. There's no passion. So, uh, it was technically proficient, but it wasn't very uh, evocative. And then Annie, afterwards, Annie and Arena challenges Rue of, like, top that, bitch. And then uh, Rue's like, all right, well, I'll need a partner. Hey, Duck, you want to be my partner? She's like, <gasps> I can't. She's like, just I'll do all the work. Just to follow my lead. This I, part rules. <laughs> I know you're a very simple, simple creature. And uh, yeah, so they do their dance, and it's beautiful. Even though Duck isn't as technically proficient, it was evocative and emotional. It's a touch gay, and I love it dearly. <laughs> I'm sure this awakened something in me when I was younger. I was like, pretty girl dance. <laughs> Just with somewhere. Another girl. Somewhere in your brain, uh, an accountant was like, let me make a note of this. <laughs> I'm going to file this away for five more years and see what happens. <laughs> uh, it was an investment. It was a, it was a oh, what was it, bonds? Well, was, this joke's not worth it. Uh, so then after their <laughs> dance, after their dance uh, the Sundari lad starts clapping first, and then everyone else joins in, and everyone's clapping. And afterwards, uh, after class, we see Duck wandering around and she comes across Anteater Arena and Mewtwo talking in private. And Anteater Arena slaps him across the face saying, you made me look like a fool. This is where she kind of becomes a bitch. Don't hit people. Yeah. Even if you're an anteater, especially if you're an anteater, you got claws. Um, <laughs> and she's yelling at him for embarrassing her, saying like he didn't put in the effort. You, you know, Rue upstaged them, even with a bad partner. And she says she only asked him out uh, because she knew he was Rue's boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> he, he has nothing. So she runs off uh, and starts just having a tantrum, like, in the woods, like, digging <laughs> to let her rage out, I guess. That's what I do. <laughs> just start digging a hole to cry just into. Just dig a hole in the woods. <laughs> I need some comfort food. Where are all the ants? <laughs> I need to go to my quiet place. She starts dancing in the woods. Um, it she does. Uh, and uh, when Duck comes up upon her, she sees a red ghost of Mewtwo. Uh, Senor Mewtwo. <laughs> uh, standing above her, talking to her. And it uh, turns out this is one of the shards of the prince's broken heart. So when she sees that, she transforms into Princess Tutu. And she tells to Annie and Arena, that uh, that that isn't her partner, and offers to dance with her instead. But Annie and Arena rejects her, saying like, "No, this is how I dance," and just starts earth bending like around her, and like <laughs> all these 
stalagmites fly up. She's like, no, your dancing is cold. Like, heartless. She's like, yes, I want to intimidate the audience. It's like, whoa, what? I, I'm, I'm not familiar with dance. I'm not. I am a simple peasant folk, but I don't know what's happening. Make the audience feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Princess Tutu just says, like, there's no joy in your dance. You're not dancing for the joy of it. You're dancing out of, like, hatred or anger or revenge. And then we get a flashback of Rue, uh, Auntie Darina talking to Rue after practicing, like, oh, your dancing is beautiful. And she's like, thanks, I know, I'm great. And she's like, could I get to be as good as you one day? And, and Rue's just like, no, no, not likely. That's not possible. And that just destroyed Auntie Darina, and that's what created the vendetta against her and her rival in love and dance. <laughs> and then uh, we see, um, through the joy of uh, dancing, Tutu is able to alleviate some of the feelings of bitter disappointment, which is what the heart shard of the prince uh, that possessed Auntie Arena is. It's bitter disappointment. You know, that extremely important emotion, bitter disappointment. Oh, yeah. From these... Well, we didn't really see one in the first episode. From the two episodes, the two heart shards we've seen have just been bad feelings. And I'm just like, yeah. is there ever love? Is there ever joy in a heart shard? Or is it just like, no, they're happy. Let's They can keep that heart shard. <laughs> I that, want can... Mewtwo to feel again. I want him to feel pain and loneliness. Yeah, yeah. Does he just get all the <laughs> shitty feelings back? <laughs> just uh, really tear him down so you can build him back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you make Mewtwo hold the heart shard and then trade him, he'll evolve into a super Mewtwo, like X-Form, and he's got higher attack and special attack uh, stats. It's great. He'll also um, have depression, so be careful. <laughs> careful about he's After one battle, he has to sleep for four. It's a trade-off. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, so we see the ghost of the prince turn into the heart shard, which uh, flies over to Tutu, and then as soon as Tutu gets it, uh, Mewtwo shows up, and then she just floats it over to him and it uh, flies into his heart and he immediately gets really sad because now he's filled with bitter disappointment Ow. <laughs> he's like why what did the you do fuck? why i don't what want have to- you done to me <laughs> i feel one thing in my entire life and it hurts make it stop <laughs> uh and then uh when she gives it to him uh the sundari lad shows up and princess tutu flies off and then uh, Mewtwo says, like, ah, oh, I, I feel something weird in my heart. So there's like, you feel anything at all? That's a shocking development. And then the next day in class, turns out no one changed uh, classes because, like I said, even though Auntie Darina's uh, dance was technically uh, proficient, it wasn't good enough. It didn't beat Ruse. So uh, everyone stays the same. Uh, no real progress in anyone's development. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not true. Annie Arena says, like, that's fine. I'll stay in my class, but I'll keep working on it. And it's no longer, no longer a bitter rivalry with Rue and more like, I want to just do better for myself. And then. Beautiful. Mr. Cat's like, oh, by the way, uh, Duck, you're hot garbage. You're fucking terrible. You're on, uh, uh, what's it? Not probation. Yeah, probation. So, yeah, she's in, like, the shit class. So she's got to work harder to be the same as everyone else. Uh, and yeah, that's episode two. Great. It only gets clearer in episode three. <laughs> Super concise. Mm-hmm. So uh, we pick up. Uh, so yeah, uh, with the like story time openings, we just get a little bit more of the Prince and the Raven story. So here we see that 
Uh, the prince in shattering his heart. He can't feel feelings anymore or remember that he was a prince. And those heart shards uh, go and, in essence, fuck up other people's lives. Sorry, my phone's <laughs> blowing up. Let me make it not. <laughs> hey, yo, man, dogger. So popular. Heard you talking about Princess Tutu. What's going on? Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm calling from the Nithya Raman campaign. Can you uh, stop talking about this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Can you knock it off? Okay. So, um, ba 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 ba. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, these heart shards uh, take over people who have like big desires, like Duck, and just ruin their lives. <laughs> so, um, Duck is practicing, trying to get off probation. All of her friends are trying to help her out, and they're like, "Hey, you've been real distract." I'm sorry. Hey, you've been real distracted lately. <laughs> uh, uh, my tinnitus. Oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, uh, she's like, "Okay, I'll I'll tell you what's going on." Uh, so uh, I had this weird dream about a prince and a raven and goes into the whole story time stuff. And they're like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, are you messed up because of the children's story we all know? And she's like, wait, uh, I'm sorry, this is a children's story you all know? And they're like, yes, <laughs> yes. Someone, some dude like 200 years ago started writing the story about a prince and a raven and died and just never <laughs> finished it. And she's like, but well, what? Uh, this story, this book is by D D D Drosselmeyer, and it's like, oh, <laughs> the weird guy who was talking to me. So she's like, oh, some some weird story fuckery is going on. And can we can we agree if this is a Western cartoon? Drosselmeyer would hundred percent be voiced by Mark Hamill. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh. So. Uh. Uh. Uh, she sees through the window uh, Muto going out with Rue, and uh, and uh, Fakir comes into the practice room and is like, "Has anyone seen Muto? He uh, he snuck out. I haven't seen him. Where's and- my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> my slave hasn't reported to me yet today, so he's getting a whipping. Jeez, uh, so kind of like that." So uh, she's like, oh, I saw him out with Rue. And he's like, oh, fuck. He's, he's snuck out behind my back. He doesn't do this sort of stuff. And he's acting up. <laughs> my boy. Uh, my boy. Thinking for himself. Um, so uh, as he's leaving, Duck is like, hey, uh, you like books, right? Uh, have you heard of this Prince and the Raven story? And he's like, mm, no. It's a children's book. Who cares? Not important. Goodbye. <laughs> Get away from me. And with that very confident, not defensive reaction, Duck just goes, oh, I guess he doesn't know anything about it. No further <laughs> questions. <laughs> All right. Just shot in the dark here. Is he the raven? Ah. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'll tell you, but not right now. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah, we'll get to the end. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, but, 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 uh, so Duck goes out looking for Muto, uh, just, oh, I'll, I'll happen to stumble across them and organically ruin their date, uh, <laughs> and sees the weird organ grinder lady who gives her more, uh, weird cryptic advice, and she's like, hmm, cool, I, I don't know what that means, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> this didn't help me at all. She's like, Farewell. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but thank you, Miss Adel, goodbye. <laughs> Farewell. Ta-ta for now. Um. Uh, so uh, she finally finds them in a park having a picnic. 
uh, and uh, she sees them say they love each other, <gasps> to which it's Rue saying, hey, do you love me? And Muto's like, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. Real passionate. Um, so, uh, uh, Rue pours out whatever their piss drink is. <laughs> And is like, go get me water. Oh, God. It, it's just nondescript yellow liquid. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, I piss in this bottle okay. and go fill it up with something good. Oh my God. There's <laughs> uh, a long car ride to the park. <laughs> We've all been on the 405 in rush hour. We know what this is like. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, get sure. the wide mouth gator? No? Just uh, nope. Me? Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, please uh, stop. So, this episode is since my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, so Duck goes and is fantasizing about Muto, just being like, oh, I wished he would get me water, and accidentally uh, bumps into him. And and again, flustered, just word vomits, like, oh, you're getting water. Oh, of course you're getting water. You have an empty bottle. Blah, 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 blah. And just freaks the fuck out at him. And, uh, sees, uh, sorry, I'm lost in my notes. So, uh, t- he's, he says somehow, I forget the connection because she is just rambling, saying like, ah, oh, I don't understand love. And she's like, oh, you poor, you poor love deprived soul. And yeah, she says something doll. about like being like, oh, of course you love Rue. And he's like, hmm. Do we? Uh, she uh, she gave me a suggestion, and I went, I guess, so. Yes, and. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just a very strong improviser, but isn't good at initiation. <laughs> he's got the yes part down. He doesn't have the and part quite yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, she sees he has, like, a, a bite or something on his hand, just some hand in dis- injury. His and- hand brushes against the plant. And cuts him. He's quite literally a paper doll. He's so yeah. fragile. <laughs> uh, so they use the water he got to clean the wound, and they're, and she's like, oh, I used up all the water saving your life, so I guess I have to go find more water for you. Uh, and just runs around town, just truly like a chicken with its head cut off, going, <laughs> water? Well, water? water. Where, where's water? <laughs> like, when I- Muto obviously got water somewhere nearby and she could be like hey where uh, let's just go back and she's like no i have to find it independently where's the closest well and just <laughs> well, runs around uh i think she says we can't give rue like stream water or like river water she it has to be the best water she has to be the best water <laughs> but that leads me to believe that that's what mewtwo got that it was like river water, and she's like, "No, that's dirty, but it's clean enough for me to clean your hand with." It's like <laughs> the that boy's got gangrene will go into now. your hand, not your stomach. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so she runs and eventually is just in the woods, and apparently Muto followed her because uh, uh, he. Where else would he go? Yeah, he's like, oh, I guess this is something to do. Uh, A new suggestion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. So they get into the woods and they see a, a little cottage that's apparently a restaurant, I guess. And they walk in and they see an owner who is just so ecstatic that someone's there and is just like, oh, oh customers, finally, I'll make the best food for you, all that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, we just want water. 
And she's like, nonsense, you're here, you're getting a meal anyway, sit down. And uh, just forces some food upon them, but all the food that they eat is cold. (laughs) But Muto, again, can't, couldn't (laughs) feel a punch in the face. He's like, I (laughs) notice nothing. So he's like, I guess this is food. But uh, Duck is like, something's up here. So she goes and spies on the kitchen. And uh, here's the woman talking and being like, hmm, I wonder which one will taste better. And she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, storybook time. This is literally just Hansel and Gretel. And mm-hmm. looks out the window and sees a grave. And like, <laughs> yep, yep. That's the only explanation. Yeah. <laughs> if I saw one grave, I wouldn't be like, that's who she ate. I'd be like, that's weird that she would consume the flesh of another human being. And then put the dedicated time and effort to bury them and put a gravestone there. I'd be like, no, there's just bones in my cellar. Yeah, who <laughs> leaves a marker of the murder they did? Yeah. Um, it's the perfect, it's the perfect, uh, it's the perfect crime. Yeah, yeah. no one respect. That's where I laid a body. Not with the tombstone right there. Yeah. So, uh, she's like, okay, oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. But Muto's like, uh, I, uh, I was told to sit here and eat, so I guess I'll just sit here and eat. Um, but the, uh, lady, uh, catches her snooping around and kicks her out and is like, all right, I don't need you. I have a a friendly customer right here with Muto. I'll stick with him. Goodbye. And kicks her out. And, uh, seeing her prince in danger, that's the motivation she needs to activate Princess Tutu. So, uh, she magical girl transforms and, uh, runs back in. S- somehow converts everything to just vines. Mm-hmm. Uh, just weird set dressing change. <laughs> um, magic, baby. <laughs> it's magic. It's the uh, power of pine salt, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when she gets inside, she's like, oh, this lady has one of the shards of the heart. Uh, and turns out, I first thought the <laughs> shard, because the prince just pops out in his, like, ghostly red form of the shard, and is like, yeah, food's good. <laughs> is this Hunger? Is this the feeling of just, I like food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was confused for a bit, too. Uh, but then we get to the root of the matter and the tragic backstory of this lady, and oh, uh, she uh, was married to another chef, and they ran this restaurant, but then he died, so... All the passion in her cooking's gone. They used to, uh, like, side-by-side cook and be like, oh, which one will taste better? And it's like, oh, that's what she overheard in the kitchen. Ha-ha. Fun. Fun stuff. It Um, all comes back around. Yeah. But uh, it this weirdly took a very sweet turn for based Mm -hmm. on just how random and uh, bullshitty a lot of the other stuff is. But uh, they're like, hey... I mean, I know you're sad that your husband's dead, but he loved cooking and left you all of these recipes. So uh, it it's a gift that he left you, and it uh, to honor him, you should cook these recipes and bring the passion back into cooking again. And that will bring customers, because she truly just wants to trap these customers so she has someone to talk to, because it's the ghost, the the spirit feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, great, gotta gotta make this this boy bitter about defeat and lonely <laughs> good yeah, um, dumb sad boy 
Yeah, you have no one in your life, right? Everyone's just manipulating you. I want you to feel loneliness again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so reinvigorated, uh, this woman uh, uh, gives up the shard and wants to relive cooking in the good ways. And we see uh, the the heart goes back into the prince. Uh, everything's <laughs> resolved. Uh, she uh, Princess Tutu runs away. Uh, and hides around a corner, and we see uh, uh, Fakir and Rue uh, arrive because they were looking for the prince, or Muto, whatever, who gives a shit. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, I was saved by Princess Tutu. And Princess Tutu, hiding around the corner, is like, he knows who I am! Oh, <gasps> that means we're in love! That's <laughs> all it takes. Uh but then uh, Fakir and Rue are like, oh, that's just an old story. And and Duck is like, that's a what now? Excuse me? So what? Mm-hmm. So Drosselmeyer comes out and is like, ah, oh, yep. Ha <laughs> Fucked you too. <laughs> so you're a tragic <laughs> princess. Once you confess your love to a prince, you turn to stardust and disappear. So... Fuck you, I guess. Goodbye. <laughs> and we end the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a high note. Uh-huh. Unrelated. Miss Abina and Drosselmeyer? Ship that. I call him Beanelmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so don't you want to know what happens in the rest of the, the next 23 episodes? God. Yes, so I don't Only... have to watch it. <laughs> yeah, just... No, I we aren't we but aren't there yet. This no. show is weird, but I need to know what happens because honestly, if we take a hard turn into like sci-fi at some point, I would not be surprised. So just I like, I do need to know what happens. Every set okay, of the I'm gonna do the best I can. I'm gonna do the best I can to summarize this. So it's pretty formulaic for a while. Uh, where it's just Princess Tutu getting the heart shards. Obviously, Muto is the prince from the story. Um, and uh, there it is addressed. I think Drosselmeyer is the one who is like, you know, all of these heart shards are negative. Like, you're really just hurting him. Do you really want to keep doing this? Okay, at least they address that. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find out that Rue is the Raven Princess. Ah. <sighs> So, uh, there is a point where, uh, Rue, Rue and Fakir know that he is the prince and they don't want him to get his heart back to the point where Fakir tries to shatter his heart again. He is not successful, but Rue, uh, gets a piece of the heart, which is the love piece Mm -hmm. and she soaks it in raven blood. So hmm. once it's in him, he just like there's like this weird arc where he just tries to like fuck uh, make girls fall. <laughs> oh god. I only he love tries... ravens now. Oh no. Oh. He's an AV. He now. tries to um he tries to make girls fall in love with him to like sacrifice them to the to the Raven King. This so sounds like a D&D character. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. And then Fakir Turns out that he is, like, the knight from the story, but he also, like, doesn't want to be because the knight is killed by the raven. So he's like, oh, my God, I have to change my story. And then there's an episode where Muto, like, gets lost and then Fakir and uh, Duck, like, team up um, 
to find him. And then, like, from that point on, they're, like, kind of a duo. Um, and then it's also revealed that Fakir is a descendant of Drosselmeyer. So he can write stories and make them real. So he's like, oh, I can rewrite these stories so they don't end tragically. And then I guess there's also an episode where villagers find out that he's a descendant of Drosselmeyer and try to cut his hands off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, I'm I'm on board of this nonsense. I will give the narrative of this. This is some very old folk old fairy tale folklore bullshit yeah yeah oh yes he's he's the mythical author so all the villagers try to cut his hands hands. we're sick of this shit and like it's interesting because like these first episodes are like like i said like they're extremely formulaic of like she's a pretty princess and he she's getting his heart shards back but then later in the series shit like this happens so you're like who is this for (laughs) (laughs) um but so uh, toward the end, for some reason, Rue gets, like, eaten by the raven, and then Muto, like, loves her so much that he rescues her, and then I think Fakir has, like, rewritten the story at that point, so, like, everybody has a happily ever after, and Rue and uh, Muto end up together, and Fakir and Duck are, like, together. I couldn't help but notice in your brief summary of the rest of the show, you very rarely talked about Princess Tutu, the protagonist. <laughs> well, she's still she's still doing it. Like she's still getting his heart shards. She's still very involved. But it just, oh, it just also, seems like yeah, she gets- it turns out that her pendant is the last heart shard, mm. which you know it's red. So oh. so she a duck forever at the end of it. No. I don't. I don't remember how that resolves, uh, but it's like I, I, was I don't remember how the main character story. Yeah, goes. like <laughs> everyone else well, we got. There's the happily ever after for everybody. That's all I remember. Because like I was rereading the like synopsis of every episode, and like it was funny because some of them had super long synopsis, <laughs> and then for the last three, they were like two sentences. Like, super vague. And I was like, what? I don't want to watch these right now. <laughs> but I gotta know. Like, you can't yeah. be worried about, like, spoiling the finale in the synopsis of the finale. <laughs> yeah. So it takes a weird turn. As you would yeah. in a Magical Girl series, right? I mean, yeah. That's that's what I expect from Magical Girl shows at this point. So. Yeah. I I'm not going to continue it. But I will say, I'm not disappointed by this show. It, it's yeah. definitely like, hey, you you did you. Fuck, you know, A plus. Good job. Yeah. This is Buck Wild, and it doesn't <laughs> pretend to be anything else. Yeah. Uh, it says, oh, you wanted this to make sense? That, That's cute. <laughs> your first mistake was watching anime. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> That's your fault. Yeah. You signed up for So who's your favorite? I really like Fakir because he's terrible, and I love that for him. Drosselmeyer. He's fun. He's fun. He seems like a fun time. Uh, Anteater, of course. <laughs> Anteater yeah, Arena. We stan. I'm kind, I kind of want to just skim through the rest of the show just to see what other weird animal people there are. <laughs> I think there's an alligator. Ooh. I think I've seen a screenshot where there's just like, I would try and find it. <laughs> it's just like, it's none of the cutesy animals that you see, like dogs and cats and like a chipmunk or something. It's like, no, this is like <laughs> a bearded vulture. It's like, oh God, these idiots. <laughs> It's like, yeah, this ballerina it. is a blue it. whale. <laughs> Hold uh, on, I'm going to send this to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You can also tell who the demographic for the show is by how long the eyelashes were. Because when <laughs> Rue and Moto were having their picnic, like, just, like, three inches long and just a full sheet of eyelashes on both of them. I'm like, that's for middle school girls. Oh, this little croc is so cute. Oh, my God. Look at it. It's, it's so good. It's a little croc. got a little feet. Oh, that's. See, this is good. This is a good show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Once this, again, still not watching it, but this is a good show. This picture alone changed my mind. I do like this show more now. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it back around. Oh, you Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. You <laughs> made a good birthday. pick. Thank this, you. Is this the first birthday episode we all enjoyed? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all the I, all the others well, are punishment. Yeah, enjoy is a strong word, but this is the first one where we ended it going, oh, it's at least something cute happened. Yeah, little baby yeah. crocodile on a two too. Fucking that's well, precious also as hell. My first my first birthday episode was Yuri on Ice. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was yeah. a good pick. Maybe it's just yeah. Dana. Maybe Dana just picks good shows. <laughs> Me and Dana well, just torture. My birthday pick was Tokyo Mew Mew. So all right, debatable. <laughs> So we're two for, hit or miss. Two for three. That's a lot better yeah. than my track record. And mine. <laughs> Just always in Digimon. <laughs> <sighs> uh, anyway. But yeah, what do we have going on next week? Tis the spooky season. Yeah. Whoa. Woo. And it turns out Halloween is primarily an American holiday. So there's not a ton of Halloween based anime. So we're just going to pick spooky ones. So, I'm picking uh, a show that t- terrified me seeing the commercials for on Toonami late at night, so I never actually watched it. But we're going to watch the first three episodes of Paranoia Agents. I'm so excited. It's supposed Ooh, to be very good. Scary. Same director as Perfect Blue. Yay! So, it's, it's high-quality shit. All right. Fingies crossed. Mm-hmm. If there's a show you would like us to watch, spooky or otherwise, you can send your recommendations to us. Our email is arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, arewebthereyet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo, and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a video game podcast I do, and sometimes we play on uh, Twitch stream games. Uh, thank you for thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. I'm just gonna go watch Barbie and the Nutcracker now. Crunch Gang, keep watching B Stars. 